I've been thinking on what you said about Ragnar and the likelihood of him killing me. Soon. Yes, soon. Thank you for reminding me. I was thinking that perhaps I should kill him first. Is that a plan at all? At least you're not laughing at the idea. How? How would you kill him? All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the series The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So sit back and let's see how England was made. Grab an ale, an axe, rawr. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. I obviously do not have the Google Doc up. Oh man, I, 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 and I still can't believe we can't get that right. I, I, we just we can't get it right. We mm-hmm. we had a couple of good episodes there, and then all of a sudden we're just we're we're back, <laughs> just making up our own words and grabbing an and some ale. <laughs> just, it's good. It's good. It's fine ale. Who cares about branding? Who cares the, about? The gods you know, are pleased with that ale. <laughs> to the makers of fine ale, I say. To the makers of fine ale, Mary. Hi. Holy fracking smokes. That was a shock. That was an episode. Oh, my goodness gracious. Seriously. We I have mean, a lot to unpack, even just with the things that happened in the last four minutes of that episode. But before we do, we wanted to remind you um, to subscribe to this podcast. Yes. You know, if you're listening to it, you can even... what? And you like different intros every single hey, day, you know, every single episode? You're like, this girl keeps it fresh. She keeps it real. I like it. Oh, um, man. <laughs> you can hit that subscribe button. You can also share it with your friends on social media. You can do a little screenshot throw it in your stories tag us at Mary and Blake Media on Instagram you can head over to MaryandBlake.com. we've got loads of their podcasts if you want to hear me mess up even more that will entertain you um, and also we want to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com who made all of this possible so incredibly thankful for all of your support that you've been sending on over uh, throughout the years at Mary and Blake Media truly truly appreciate you so let's get into the show alright let's do it All right, so in this episode, Uhtred... You're supposed to wait for the drop. <laughs> I don't have my headphones plugged in. Yeah, I did. You know what? Wicked prepared today. Hey. W- w- wicked prepared. I am nothing if not professional. <laughs> oh, man. You usually point. You didn't look I, you, like you, you were going to point. You didn't even let me. <laughs> All right, point. Am I ready? Yeah. There we go. So, in this episode, episode 3.4, so season 3, episode 4... Uhtred isn't dead. Surprise, surprise with the lead character. And he Ugh. goes to go save Ethelfled, Princess Ethelfled. Oh, yeah. Alfred still is mad at his son, Edward, and his jerk dad on multiple levels. Jerk grandfather, jerk father-in-law, <laughs> just a jerk. And uh, Ragnar's dead. Ragnar. 
He's dead. Bye. Cut up in your bed. I'm never going to cheat on you again, Brita. No, you won't. No, you won't. Rest in pieces. Oh, Mary. What? Just just great stuff. It is great stuff. All right, so. <laughs> great stuff. All right, let's anyway. Let's get to the well, details that bore yeah, me, but let's do l- it. Let's get to the details. The director, <laughs> Andy DeEmini, he was the director for the last episode. And uh, the writer, once again, is uh, Stephen Bouchard, uh, the showrunner for The Last Kingdom for seasons one through three. Your okay. details no longer have to be bored, my darling. Okay. Oh, it's done? You're good. We're Yay! done. We're done. We're ready to go. Okay, cool. So let's just go in order of how it happened in the show. No. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's unpack the last four minutes. No. We- what? <laughs> what? <laughs> fine, let's do how the many, GBGs. How many podcasts have we done? We've literally done thousands of hours I of podcasts. I want to talk about Ragnar dying. I know, but we have a fine. process. My good... I know. <laughs> That's not it either. Shields, fine. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> oh, fine, Blake. You go first. You lead this boat. I'm still not in the Google Doc, in case you can't tell, friends. Go for it, Blake. Oh my god! All right, my my shields. I'm giving this episode. You know what? I was I was gonna go a little bit lower on this episode no. until the until the final minutes, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the final minutes is what makes this episode sing. And Agreed. I'm so having said that, I, I'm gonna go a little bit higher than last episode. I'm gonna give this a four, eight, seven. Ooh, nice, nice. Yeah, I enjoyed this episode quite a bit, obviously because of the end. How yes. many shields are you giving? I'm right uh, there with you. I'm giving it a. I'm giving it a. I, I almost want to give it a five, but I can't because there was some like schnooze fest bits. I'm talking about you, Ethelfled and Alfred. You know, if you're Saxon, you schnooze fest me in this episode. But if you are Dane, I'm here for it. <laughs> so 4.9. Okay, good. Very good. All right. So then uh, now that we're finally back on track here for what we're supposed to be doing, my love, uh, what are your... Um, Can you say um what, a couple more times? What are your GBGs? <laughs> Just pepper I'll say it. um as many times as you screw up the intro. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my GBGs, my good in this episode was, um, I like that that guy, that guy's back, the chicken eating guy. The guy? Haxton? Haston? Heston? Heston? He, it's not that he's, he's been around. I know. I think for most of the season. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care about these people's names. Okay. Fair enough. Chicken right. guy. Yeah. Chicken guy. Well, chicken okay. leg guy. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that he actually is pulling his weight because we were able to have him towards the end of last season mm-hmm. and now he he's he's rogue, man. He is rogue. He he's is doing whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. He don't give nothing. He's like, you're a lame leader, you're a lame leader, you're a lame leader. His, I'm just gonna do what I want. His F's account is on overdraft. Boop. That's right. So I'm just excited to see what he does next now that he has skied. Are you gonna give me this girl? Yeah. Sweet. Sure. Why not? I'll take one. <laughs> All right. All right. You're bad. My bad. Oh, I'm just so over Alfred. He's the worst. He is wow. the worst, Burr. I am shocked by that. Why? Well, because. Okay. I, I Listen, didn't... I was kind of okay with it until they took the babies away. Oh. <laughs> Did you see how that nun ripped the baby away from Edwin? Any, any. It was like a. <laughs> any kindness I had towards Alfred out the window you yeah. can die next episode for all I care 
Oh, Taking away babies, I'm done. He's definitely croaking. I am done. He, he took he took Uhtred's kids. Now he's taking Edwin's kids. Alfred, you are on my poo poo list. He is. He he's making some decisions. Yeah. And then my <laughs> those are choices. That's what are, we like to say in this yes, house. Those are choices. You're not a bad person. You just made a bad choice. You just made a choice. <laughs> Let's make a different choice next time. You're welcome, Blake, for all that wording into your life. Oh. Okay, so, and then my great is the ending, even though I'm super sad because I'm a Ragnar fan. Yes. Ragnar was my boy. If I, He's compassionate. Yes. <laughs> He's compassionate. If, if you read our knee-jerk reactions last night at jointhenerdclan.com, you would have heard Mary's immediate reaction to the episode, which was all about how all the compassionate Danes die. <laughs> They and do. she's worried about Finnan because so he's compassionate about too. Yes, if you have a kind heart and soul, you're dead. Oh man! So it was just uh, it just it turned that I was not expecting. Yeah. My jaw dropped at the end of this episode, so I have to give that as my great, even though I'm very sad about it. Sure. Yep. All right. For me, my good. I have a tie. Uh, Surprise. The, <laughs> the show knows a good uh, scene setting when uh, it sees it, mm-hmm. and. Oh, man, Marvin. Oh, you just, okay, it's no problem. Whether that scene setting shot was Ragnar leaving the camp with his army after saying, okay, we're going, that's it. He comes out of the camp with all of his leaders and the yes, entire army is waiting it. on the sides of the roads. That that tracking shot. It's a or, lot of people. Or also the uh, the drone shot of the camp at night when it, it comes creeping up the hill, seeing one guy by the fire. And you have the sun setting in the background and then oh. it comes up and turns okay. around and it shows the entire camp. There was a lot of night stuff in this one, so it was a little hard for me to see where I was going. Uh, sure, sure. The tie for me, though, is when the score was playing, when Ethelwald was just about to kill Ragnar and then eventually does. That song or that score by John Lund was awesome. It, it literally had me sitting up in my seat waiting to see what was going to happen. You know what I, it did for me? What? Mary, pay attention. Mary, pay attention. Yeah. You know, I was kind of zoning out at <laughs> that were. point. Yeah, yeah. And then I said, oh, this music is is different. This is a this thing. This is an interesting choice music. It was an interesting choice. Lots of digital effects for the music. Lots of synth and stuff. And again, a, a great blend of what the show is trying to accomplish with its score. Taking traditional score, blending it with the digital score, and making a real interesting synthesis of of musicality that I just did not expect from a show like this. My bad though is it's the whole curse with Uhtred thing and Skade oh, and it's like, oh you're cursed again. I uncurse you, then I curse you and you're gonna die and, and Honestly. You know, I'm just kind of kind of out. Like what Same. are we doing? What are we doing with this? Like Skade Goodbye. I'm out on Skade. Yeah, she can go be an issue somewhere else and eat chicken. Yeah, yeah. And my great, though, uh, I loved course, how his bribe to her was, I'll lie with you. Yeah. <laughs> that's because what, that's what she, and that's the thing with Skate. We all know what the hell's going on here. She belongs at Jersey about, Shore. It, oh, she. Jim Tan Laundry. Oh, and, yep. She's DTF. Yeah, she is. She's DTF with anybody that's the strongest warrior. At first, it was blood hair. And then she sent her 
little pretty eyes on Uhtred, and she realized, wait, no, that's the guy that I want to be. It ain't about the fact that she's seen Alfred die. It ain't about the fact that she's seen Uhtred be king. or It's because he's stronger. That's what it is. It is so transparent, and I think that's what takes Skate down a notch. Because it's when it was Isolt, you got the you got this sense that there was stuff going on. You believed her. You, you believed her. You're a legit magician. Yeah, Skate. Skate is just she's just pragmatic. She's just the, that crabby teenage girl that goes to the voodoo shop and gets some crystals. And <laughs> yeah, makes her own voodoo doll. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Sure you will. Honey. Sure you will. Go go get some more patchouli Why don't while you go you're have, at it. Have a chicken leg with Heston <laughs> and uh, let me know how that goes. And the great for me once again a tie. Uh, the skate is out of the picture at least uh, for now. For now. For now. Where's Heston going? I don't know. I don't care. And to I'm, the chicken farm. She's <laughs> he's going to the chicken farm. She's out of the picture. Ultimately, there's going to be have to there's going to have to be some kind of. He is the fastest horse, though. Please, he was with Alfred right earlier today, and then all of a sudden he just shows up. <laughs> he's he's like, hey, I'm here. He's actually from the future. And he has a car. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's driving a DeLorean. Yes. <laughs> How is he everywhere? We're going back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Skade is out of the picture for now. There, There is going to have to be some kind of um, resolution with her at some point. Utra is going to have to get her back. Even if just for the sake of putting this whole cursed thing to bed – She's going to have to come back into his his arms, and yeah. he's going to have to do something about it. Uh, but my other great, though, is I got to give it to Ethelwald. Even though he has been spouting poison, as Ragnar says, throughout the camp and, and, and setting the brothers apart from each other, and even though some poison was laid in his ear by Knut, the fact of the matter is that he actually did something. And he did it on his own and completed it, and that is that. Blake loves when bad guys make bold choices. Yes. Blake's favorite character in the Disney's movies, The Descendants, is, uh, (laughs) what's her name? Uh, The Queen of Mean. What's her real name? Oh, oh, oh. um, uh, Not Mal. Wow, what the heck's her name? I don't know, but the one that steals the crown. I remember you vividly watching this children's Disney movie going, wow, that's a bold choice. Yes, because she someone actually, actually did something. The, she actually did something. <laughs> hold on, hold on. The Queen of Mean. Hold on, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Well, her real name is Sarah Jeffrey. Thank I know. you very much. Yeah, oh, Audrey. It's Audrey. 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 There you go. Audrey she from the Descendants loves. actually does something, and I was like, "Wow!" And she actually has some pathos when she, when she says, "When you lo- when you've lost when you've lost everything, you have nothing to lose. So I might as well take this scepter and just make everybody miserable with yeah. me." Yeah, I loved that. It was the first thing the character actually did in that entire series. Yep. Sorry, I'm freaking okay. out. I'm freaking out about I, I, The Descendants Part I, 3. <laughs> I haven't seen you freak out about a bad guy since The Descendants Part 3 until now. So that's oh, why I just had to point it out. Oh, man. Okay, now, my love, we can get to exactly or whatever it is that you'd like to speak about concerning Ragnar or talking about that last four minutes. Go. 
Let's just start at the very beginning. Because it's a very good place to start. It is. Well, no, I mean, you said you wanted what? to get to Ragnar. Let's let's do it. Let's talk. Ragnar let, let's isn't just, the beginning. Well, yeah, but let's just talk about the end because everybody's, I'm okay. freaking out about okay. it. You're freaking out okay. about it. And so, we know if anybody's watching along, they're freaking about it too. Ethelwald gets this plan from uh, Knut Weasley. Knut Weasley. <laughs> that will be forever be his name on this podcast. Yes, that's true. You're a wizard, Harry. Hand me down robes, red hair. <laughs> Must, Must be, be a, a Weasley. Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might need to have that sound coat. I don't know how long Knut's going to be here for, but if he teams up with Heston, if he's he, going to be around. Yeah, I agree. He looks hearty. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I loved how Ethelwald just wore his nice clothes. Poor choice. Okay, Very if you're about choice. to do a bloodbath, buddy, yeah. you probably don't want your one outfit. You want to have all clothes. the evidence on it. Yes, your painting clothes. Yeah. Maybe your workout clothes. Maybe the the clothes that you just got to rip in. Even borrow someone else's clothes. Yeah, even though sh- you're the shortest guy there. Yeah, I'm sure that he's go be able naked. To figure it out. Yeah, murder <laughs> naked. Okay, sound advice. You won't have blood on your clothing. Yeah, you'll just go get you get in the lake. That's it. Take Wash a little off. bit of a shower. You're done. You know they don't have tide <laughs> tide pens, and he. Firmly was, out on Tide pens. Yeah, so sneaks on in, gets his little knife, <laughs> you know, tiptoes in, pie hussy number three, you know, that Ragnar's been trying to bore her son with. <gasps> oh, my God, bye, right in your throat. Nasty cut. Oh, yeah. The, the special effects department this season in terms of the blood and the... Oh, was not expecting that, so I didn't shield my no, eyes. No, no, Mary was was very shocked. Next by, time by I have strep saw. throat, yeah. I will not complain. <laughs> I will not complain. I, but you can tell, I think, that there is a little bit more of a financial backing in this episode, in this season, obviously because of Netflix is producing it uh, solely, uh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But... The, I joke a little bit when I say it, but it's true. The the amount of special effects here in terms of the stabbing and the killing and the blood and, and all that stuff and the amount of extras, the the large scene setting shots mm-hmm. that we that we described earlier in our podcast, these are happening with more frequency. And those things cost money. All them extras, all that blood, all all the all the makeup all, that costs money. Yeah, each of those different sets. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was funny because uh, Hocus Pocus 2 has been filmed here. <clears throat> they're taking down their old set today, I think. Oh, they are? Okay. Um, and they've been having lots of filming locations. And just the hubbub and hype that we have to go visit, you know, one of the set filming locations <laughs> that took a long time to build. Yeah. To make it look authentic, to make a fake garden that they would have had in old Salem, you know, things like that. And then you see the detail, and they had to create all these different places. Think of everywhere that Heston went. Mm-hmm. Okay, each of those places needed a set, and even the the Abbey, or mm-hmm. I don't know if it's an Abbey. Yeah, where, it's an Abbey. Okay, yeah, the there was Abbey. An yeah, you know the outside sets. You see Hector and his guys trying to come in. All this kind of stuff. Like that is a lot of work. So yeah. you're right. Netflix is definitely pouring into this. So we get the little sore throat. Gotcha. And then Ragnar wakes up, and Ethelwald. He just. He, he goes berserk? He reminded me of Ragnar going berserk on Kjartan. Ah, yes. 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 When he killed Kjartan, he just was like cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting. And it freaked people out. That, I think, though, was in anger. 
Ethelwald, I think, was in fear. I would agree. It's like, this guy's big. I don't know. <laughs> I've watched a lot of TV, and they're never really dead. And it was funny because as Ragnar started to reach to his sword, I thought, okay, it's either because he's dead and he wants to die with his sword in hand, sure. or he isn't dead. <laughs> he's coming back. <laughs> he's the mountain. He's Michael Myers. <laughs> yes, yes. But of course, he was dead. Yeah. And that made me audibly say no. When yeah. he wouldn't give him his sword and he set up the worst double murder <laughs> suicide awful. ever. I couldn't stop thinking about that for a half hour. Like you cut her in her throat yeah. with the knife, but she stabbed with the sword. But, but Ragnar's, Ragnar's laying on down. His bed, on his back, cut in the throat. <laughs> 40 million times. Yeah. Yet there's this massive sword in the middle of this woman. Yeah, that Ragnar would not have been able to pick up. <laughs> did he Did he get up? Did he, did he stab the woman in the neck? She went over and she stabbed him a million times. And then he got the knife, <laughs> the sword, and then stabbed her and then went to go lay back down. Yeah. Oh, my what? gosh. Yeah. I'm listening to uh, I was I turned on the news. I never watched the news. Uh, I haven't watched the news uh, in a year, at least. Just about. Yeah. And um, except for the election. Yeah. That was about it. And um, the Olympics. But I turned it on accidentally today and they're going over the Brian Laundry. Whatever you say his last name, sure, that, guy, else, they, that guy. They they like there's this forensic woman, okay? Yeah. And she was going all the like, okay, they say that he was shot, but who had the gun? Who did this? Who did that? You know, breaking it all down. Like maybe he didn't do it to himself. Maybe his parents did it to him. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna figure this out. But I turned it off immediately because I thought this is bad mojo. But it made me think about Ragnar. Oh, really? Okay. And how I wonder what the Danes are gonna do if they're gonna go in there CSI. Okay, look at the position of the bodies rope it off and obviously obviously if Ragnar knew he was close to death because the way that the way that I think Ethelwald set it up is to make it look like the woman stabbed him a lot yes he then came at her and stabbed her and then lay back down but any Dane would know he wouldn't stab her and lay back down he'd stab her take the sword back yeah right if he knew he had mortal wounds right right because he knew that he was going to die like Breed is going to go in there and say no this ain't right not real yeah She's- Ragnar would have done anything and probably the pie hussy, which was what we call all the ladies that people just sleep with that they don't have any name things to out there. <laughs> um, luckily she uh, I think had she killed him she would have also given him his sword I think that Danes just do that they just say I give you your sword you look at when um, what's his name Uhtred was about to kill Bloodhair. Yes. He was he going to let him, him hold his axe. His axe. Yes. So I just think that it would have been the common courtesy. So they're going to look at this and say, a Dane did not do this. And one of these things is not like the other in our camp. There's one person who is not a Dane. Yeah, I agree. And they're going to know. They're probably going to be able to figure it out pretty quickly. I mean, the the fact of the matter is that is that Kanat knows, right? Kanat Weasley. Kanat Weasley. And name. you can then probably make the assumptions that since he knows, Bloodhair is going to know. Because they're in cahoots, kind of, with the fact that they... cahoots. Cannot cahoots. (laughs) And I think... Is Cannot Weasley being serious when he tells Ethelwald, you're under my protection? Or is that just bait for Ethelwald to do what Cannot actually really wants to happen, which is for Ragnar to go away? I don't know, and this is—I don't know Knut Weasley's game, mm-hmm. and 
this is part of the reason that I also gave this episode such a high rating. He's come out of nowhere. Okay. We joked about him just being this random cousin coming yes. out of nowhere. And here he is talking this way to Brita when in this episode that had no gain. Him telling Brita, no, I want to be your man mm-hmm. and I want to lay with you and I think you're being disrespected. Uh, in this episode so far, doesn't have weight. Does he actually admire Brita? Does he actually want to be her man? Does he actually want to be the savior of the Danes? Because if so, he's working in a pretty good way. He realizes that Ragnar's weak. He has no more passion or drive. Uh, he thinks that he's being a bad husband figure. He just let go of Uhtred, yeah. you know. So if he really is working out of the ba- Dane's best interest, I, and the other thing too is that he is a Dane, so is there. And, and the fact of the matter is too that Ragnar is his cousin, right? So is there something that prevents him from killing Ragnar? Oh, and he when, wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, right. So when Ethelwald shows up and says, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing," you can almost there's there's like a, a slightly imperceptible light that just flashes in in Kanut's eyes where it's like, thank you, you just gave me my answer. Mm-hmm. You're going to do this. My thought is there's no chance Ethelwald is under this guy's protection. I in fact, agree. in fact, they're going to keep using Ethelwald to do stupid stuff. To further their gain. Do they need Ethelwald anymore? Do they need him? No, and that's why they're just going to keep abusing him. Why not just kill him? Why not say, oh, because he, Saxon must he have will him. have access to Saxon cities that they won't. I mean, word's gotten round. Haxton just went and told. Heston. Whatever. <laughs> Heston just went and told the king, Ethelwald is hanging out with the Danish army. But they don't. they don't know that. The king does. The king does, but and the queen, the, the people, the Danes don't know the fact. Don't know that Heston just went to the king and gave them all the answers. But didn't the king just tell his buddy, "Hey, we're going to go fight, and we need to do this right now because yes. this is urgent." So what, I don't know. Here's the scoop: Heston travels so quickly that I feel like DeLorean. everyone could know. <laughs> yeah, that if word got round, I'm not on the out. That I'm absolutely the world making know. a Heston and a DeLorean <laughs> shirt. It's gonna happen. I just don't. Um, I don't think that Ethelwald is safe in regards to word getting people knowing. Yeah, what's word is event. definitely getting around. Yeah. What I'm saying is, Canut and Bloodhair and Ethelwald don't know that Heston has gone to the king and given given them the answers to the test. They don't know that. Heston is playing his own game. I know. And I kind of admire him for it. I know. Because he's setting up everything for himself. Mm-hmm. And you can somewhat see that regardless of whatever they all agreed upon in the Dane camp, Uchwood was kind of right. There's no chance this thing's gonna yep. this, this thing's gonna last. And he's now Heston has now seen Siegfried and Eric die yep. and do, choose poor choices. He's now seen Ragnar. Like he's seen these high figures who we need to keep note. They were also big, tall men. Yeah, you know, so Heston is more of the shorter variety. May not necessarily be visually seen as a leader. We're looking at these people who everyone chooses, but how much of that is because of their stance? Even blood hair, a very tall, big guy. Sure. So I wonder, you know, how much of Heston 
would have been one of these big leaders if he was taller. But really, in the meantime, he's just been able to silently observe. He's been the Ethelwald. Yeah, he's the Dane the Danes. Ethelwald. Yeah, yes. I would absolutely agree. And Mary, of course, there is something that happens that is probably the, the, the second most important Mary and Blake commandment. And you've already actually mentioned it. It's bookends. The, the fact of the matter is this episode begins in a very cool way begins with the fight between Uhtred and Bloodhair, and it starts on this crane shot that just right on the top, and immediately it shows Uhtred's sword thrusting towards Bloodhair. Mm -hmm. We get the fight. The fight is coming to an end. Bloodhair believes he's going to die, and he tries to reach for his axe, and Uhtred allows it. Yep. At this point... We see the importance, if you haven't already gotten the importance of uh, a Dane or a Viking dying with their, their weapon in hand, you should be getting it by now. They need their weapon in order to enter the gates of Valhalla. And we end the episode with Ragnar not being able to grab his sword. The bookend here... It not only does it give you the information of what's important and what it means to a Viking, but it also sheds light on the tragedy of Ragnar's death and how that may affect what happens for the rest of this season. I mean, ultimately, we're going to find out that Breed is going to find out it's going to happen like the next day when yeah. Ragnar doesn't show up to get his morning Breed coffee. Breed is CSI. She's showing up and she's going to see that he does not have his sword. I don't think they have morning coffee together. I think they wake up and Ragnar, being the sensitive type, writes in his, you know, daily journal, does a little meditation. <laughs> you know, then they have their coffee with a walk, maybe a grounding walk barefoot. Yeah, they need to be grounded because yes. when you're close to the ground, you're more centered. You also get the electromagnetic energy from the, the earth. The, the slight pull of gravity. Yes. <laughs> We hate because I do it. Oh, goodness. No! Um, also note, too, that lots of mentions of Ragnar's father in this episode. And Ragnar and his father are both betrayed hmm. by um, members. Well, not, I mean, Kiartan wasn't necessarily a member of their family, but he was close to the family. It's essentially could have been a member of his family. And mm -hmm. they're both betrayed and they both die in ways. I mean, Ragnar's father dies in a, in a fiery blaze of glory, right? But it's not the most... Still painful. It's, it's not the most um, glorious death that you would no. think would be befitting of someone like Ragnar. Agreed. And... <laughs> Here's a question for what? you. Oh, did you no, want to? No, no, go ahead. Thought? Go, 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 go. Because you've already decided. You know, you've already talked. Like, Brita's going to lose her freaking mind. Yes. I want Brita to get some superhero powers of magic darkness and just like rain fury on the world. I want Brita. I think Knut Weasley is after Brita because she's the queen, quote, of this Danish army. You know, she sure, and Ragnar yeah. lead. So he knows if Ragnar's out of the picture, she's still probably going to be the people that people follow, the yep. person that people follows. So I'll just slide on in that role and bada bing, bada boom, I'll be the new Prince Hans and I'll be king. Yeah, that would make sense. You know, like instant kingdom. I yep. will just bed Brita and it will be awesome. And then I'm going to be elevated through the channels. Um, but here's, here's, you ready? Yeah. What's going to happen when Uhtred finds out about Ragnar? Oh, see, now that is a great question, Mary. Um, all right, here, here, all right. 
early Destined to be Theory of the Week. Love it. Bring okay. it. Uhtred is obviously going to find out about Ragnar, and he is going to be... Does he find out from time-traveling Heston? Uh, Probably. I mean, let's be real. Nobody gets around like Heston, and I mean, he knows you, everything. When you go 88 miles an hour, I mean... <laughs> gigawatts. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts! Gigawatts. Gigawatts, whatever. Doesn't I don't matter. know. Take gigawigga. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what's going to happen when Uhtred finds out? Brita is... All right. I don't think it's a coincidence that they show Brita solving this issue with the curse. The fact that Brita operates. The goat head? Yeah, the, with the goat head. The fact that Brita can operate and she has her own more powerful seer uh, than what Skade was. Th- there is no coincidence that that is mentioned at the beginning of this season. Uh, Brita is operating or at least can operate on a level that is different from everybody else. She has an understanding of what is what is going on there. So she is going to be concerned, obviously, with Ragnar's fate. Is he going to Valhalla? Is he not? Is he going to be down in the depths of whatever hell is to the Vikings? Right? I don't know what the hell it is, but it, it, whatever it is, it is. Is he going to be there? Or is he just going to be walking aimlessly throughout the world without his sword? Brita is going to be very concerned about that. Mm-hmm. My sense is she is going to call upon Uhtred to solve this. The way that oh. the way the way that uh, Ethelfled has called upon Uhtred, the way that Alfred has called upon Uhtred, uh, the way that Uhtred has solved all of these problems for all of these people, Brita will do the same because she cannot trust a single soul right now in that camp. Whether, whether it is Canut, whether it is Bloodhair, whether it is Ethelwald. It's Canut Weasley. Canut Weasley, sorry. Um, she can't trust anybody. And the only person she knows that actually does truly care about Ragnar is Uhtred. Regardless of however Ragnar treated him after he made mm-hmm. his choice, that's going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And Uhtred is going to... And my other suspicion, too, is that when Uhtred finds this out... He's bringing Ethelfled back to Mercia. Does he go to Wessex to be with Alfred? Oh, screw that. He sucks. He's he's going to be dead. You took away babies. You're but, dead to me. Yeah, but where but when you think about what is what is Uhtred's ultimate goal, right? What's the ultimate goal? Bebenberg. Bebenberg. He's got nothing right now. If he goes and brings Ethelfled back, safely at least he has it's a get out of jail free pass yeah he's got something in his something in his deck maybe of cards. he can trade for his kids what i'm saying is maybe he he knows because he's lost the touch with the danes he's gotta get something back and that is going to alfred and figuring it out here's the question when he finds out about ragnar is he gonna go to alfred and say now's the time go get him Go get the Danes because they are in disarray. Ragnar's dead. Okay. They they have no idea what they're doing. You're already marching out to go meet them. Go get them now or give me some guys to go to go stop these to go stop the Danes. Right? Mm-hmm. But why does he want to stop the Danes? Because Ethelfled is in danger. He already made mention of that in this in this episode. It's not just about the fact that Ethelfled is in trouble with Ethel read her husband it's about the fact that the danes are coming and no matter where she goes unless it's wessex to be with her dad she's in danger 
if she goes and fights, she, needs to and go she to does Hawaii. all the stuff she needs to go to Hawaii and sell coconuts, yeah. or whatever it was <laughs> that, we, yep. that she was selling. Uh, he knows that in order for her to be safe, she has to be free of the Danes yep. and Heston and all that crap. Let's talk about the big kiss. Okay. The big kiss be shared between Ethel Fled I know the and Nutrid. I told you she was the dark horse. I told you from, from day one. She's been hangry for a hunk of, oh, of Uhtred. She wants some compassionate Dane. It's so awkward because she's married still. You know, she's been married this whole time. And then she was banging Eric and fell in love with Eric. Yes. And then she's got this weird thing with Uhtred that I don't know where you're going. Then you got peeping Tom Skade peeping <laughs> on the kiss. <laughs> And I didn't really know how I felt about that kiss. Uhtred sure didn't. Uh, the kiss with Ethel Fled? Yeah, because she's all like, sorry about your dead wife. That really saddened yeah. me. <laughs> Are you sleeping with Skade? <laughs> no. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no, suddenly she's Daria. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, made me think of... Well, when you saw the hand rub... When you who, saw the who, hand rub. Who was doing the hand rub? Who he, was doing the rub? He, he was, was doing okay. the hand rub. Okay. When you do the hand rub, it's an open invitation. It's, you, you can't, how do you not walk through that door when you get in the hand rub? I don't know. You have to. I don't know. It's, it's obligatory. <sighs> <laughs> what does this kiss mean going forward? The kiss... Well, clearly they got more than a professional relationship. Yes. Uh, I would say that. The kiss opens the door to the fact that there's going to be a relationship between these two. It's going to happen. Mm. My sense is that Ethelred probably croaks this season. You like you like, you like like your new Minute with Mary My design? face looks a little orange, but yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're not watching us on the, on the interwebs, uh, I've, I've created some new advertisements for MinuteWithMary.com. By the way, go to MinuteWithMary.com to get all your great holiday gifts. Yeah, I do. I have lots of holiday gifts. Um, yeah, I made one, a new one for Mary. It's on display for the first time today. Um. <laughs> They're going to have a relationship. Great. How do, now? Here's the question, though. How do we solve the issue with Skate? How do we reconcile Skate and Ethelfled at the same time? I'm all set with Skate. I hope that she becomes somebody else's problem. Well, she already is Heston's problem. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about her. I know I should be. I've never liked her. I never liked. Well, I can't say that I never liked her. I, there. Once again, we get down to this path of if they don't legitimize her curse they will ability with Uhtred then all the crap that we saw with her being like yeah yeah you know what it is I don't like how she says cursed it's like cursed I I don't know how she does it you're cursed you're cursed for life and all the loved ones I don't know how she does it it's weird drives me bananas how she says it okay um to skate die this season better yet does Uhtred make good on his promise to Skade that he lays with her? Yeah. I do think he will sleep with her. Yeah. You know what it I, is? I don't want him to, but Uhtred gets around. Uhtred does get around, and I think Uhtred sees her curse. Regardless of whether or not the show legitimizes it, he sees it as a real thing. Yeah. And he's going to have to get her to lift the curse. And how does he do that? By laying with her. And mm-hmm. as soon as she does... That chick is a dead woman walking. 
Okay, so who kills Skade and who kills Ethelwald? <sighs> okay. Uhtred has to kill Skade. Oh, okay. I, I can't see any way around it. Not Ethel fled? No. That's my man. It's going to be like um, Bra- Brady, is it Bra- Brandy? And I forget who she sang it, but that boy is mine. <laughs> Not Ethel fled. Must be jealous of me. Ethel fled, though, will save Udred's life, guaranteed. She needs to. She needs she to pull will. her weight a little bit. Okay, this is getting to be like not an equal relationship. When there is a battle of some sort, um, perhaps when Uhtred faces the Danes in some capacity or whatever, she's going to save his life. It's going to happen. Skade is killed by Uhtred, guaranteed. <sighs> Ethelwald. Now here's a question, Mary. What happens to Ethelwald? Let's just say, for the sake of argument, right? That Canut Weasley and Bloodhair start using Ethelwald to do their dirty work in places that they wouldn't be able to normally access. Does Ethelwald go to Wessex with the intent of killing Alfred, let's say? Because again, he doesn't know that Alfred knows that he's been walking around with the Danes. Or does he go with the intent of killing Uhtred? Right? Like there's a whole... So how... How do you deal with his ultimate fate? What do you think happens with his ultimate fate? I don't think he can be a killer. I mean, he just had to kill somebody in their sleep. Right. So I don't think he's going to get close enough to Uhtred or Alfred to even try an assassination attempt. True. I think he's going to try to cower underneath the shield of Knut Weasley as long as he possibly can. So does Knut kill him? Once his worth, once he realizes his worth is not what it was. I want Brita to kill him. I want it to be like a weird, (sighs) creepy, tortured, I'm going to be like skate almost and get into the dark magic using Ethelwald's body. That would be poetic. (laughs) (laughs) Mary coming up with some... <laughs> How dare you kill my Ragnar? Ooh. If he even comes near Finnan, watch out. That es- that just escalated very quickly. <laughs> Maybe I should be in the writer's room. But you know what? That would make sense, I think. Uh, for the fact of the matter is that I think Brita, as we talked about, is kind of going to be operating on this level that is outside of what we normally see from her. It would be fitting that she does kill Ethelwald in a manner that would be prescriptive of that style. Mm. Does Brie become the next skate? Yeah. I'm here for that. I'm kind of there for that too. Mm -hmm. Maybe she just goes bananas. She goes straight banana land when she finds Ragnar dead. Yeah. And she's on planet Zippy. I would love that. Planet Zippy Brita is a scary Brita. I agree. Throwing... I want to watch it. Throwing spears. I meant to miss the next time I ain't gonna. Like, oh, man. Yes. Whew. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of action in this episode between, you know, the the, the, the Danes coming for Ethelfled, uh, the, the abbess dying, uh, the... Um, the stuff with Ragnar at the end. Danes have great accuracy with spears. Uh, yeah. I would agree. 
Uh, two new Ethels to be worried about. Of course. We have Ethel Helm. Who? Ethel Helm. Who? Who is the, who is the father. Oh my gosh. The father the, who is like, I need to sleep in an alehouse. He's whiner. Yes, yeah. Okay. Ethel I hate Helm. him already. And <laughs> we have his daughter, Alefled. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Who's this broad? That's the daughter that's going to get married Did I even see her? No, you haven't seen her yet. Oh, so it's going to be a grand unveiling? Yes. It's probably yes. going to be bodacious. Bow, bow, bow. And he'll be like, I forgot my wife. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have new guy, Ethel, Ethel, Ethel grumpy Helm. guy. Who, what, who is this guy? He's talking to a king and he's like, oh, you're putting me up in an alehouse. Well, no, like, he's talking to Bianca. Okay, first to Bianca. Yeah. But then he's kind of not cool with alfred no i think he's pretty uh, he thinks he's he thinks he's in like company who is this guy are you a pig farmer are you a nobleman who has castles of your own yeah he's got he's got men and money and his own lands and that's why they're trying to make outfit i agree but maybe it was his traveling outfit Okay, because he, unlike Ethel Wall, he knows, knows the proper you dress pack code. separate outfits. You wear your painting clothes. Oh, right? <laughs> uh, so we got a couple of that. What did you think about the conversation between Alfred and his son about how the, the crown is what matters most? Do you think that this will make the change in Edward that Alfred believes or at least hopes no. that it will? I don't. I don't think so, too. You know, I just hate all the Saxons right now. You're worthless to me. Ethel fled. Grow up and go to Hawaii. Stop endangering everyone else's lives. Stop fooling around with Uhtred, okay? I just, I can't, I can't with any of this family. You yeah. know those, you know those families that just drive you crazy and you're like, well, maybe that's the good one. Nope. <laughs> maybe yeah. that one will turn, okay? Nope. Yeah, that's, you know what that's called? What? My family. Uh, <laughs> I just don't like any of them right now. Yeah. The... You know that it's a problem when the one that I like is the queen, whose name I also forgot because she's some kind of Ethel thing. Aylesworth. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. what? I got an, oh, I got, dude. Okay. Oh. Bring it. We know Alfred's going to croak. Very soon. We know Alfred's going to croak. He's got tummy troubles. I, he's got lots of tummy troubles. <laughs> Do you think she she feels to me somewhat and I again I I hate to make this the comparison. Queen. I hate to make this comparison. You know nothing, Jon Snow. She feels a little bit like a Cersei to me because once Alfred croaks, she is no chance giving up any power to freaking Edward. That oh. LD. No. There is zero chance. I hate that word. LD. Zero point zero chance. She's given up. She's given up any power to that. Fine, lightweight. Thank you. She, there's no. There's no way. I concur. She will use her power and influence. I like it. I wonder if. I wonder if she goes after Uhtred. Like she makes it a point to go specifically kill Uhtred. Like Why does she, she want to kill Uhtred? I don't know. Just because she's crabby. No. Yeah, because she, you know her husband was like in on him, and she was. She's never been in on him. I think she was jealous. I think as long I, I think as long I think she knows as long as he is alive, Uhtred, that she will always be subject to his whims. Mm, and if okay. that's the case, she's got to have him killed. Okay. 
I wonder if that's what happens. Like and then by that by that point, you'll have a great conflict between Ethelwald, what's happening with him, the Danes that are coming in, Brita and how she is trying to figure out stuff with with Uhtred, mm-hmm. how Aylesworth is trying to kill Uhtred, and in he's in the middle of all this with all of his guys, Team Uhtred, SEAL Team Uhtred. And all he wants to do is figure out, okay, I'm going to Bevenberg. Like, I think that's a pretty good yeah. direction. Because now that Ragnar is dead. Don't what remind you, me. <laughs> Salt in a wound. What you think was going to happen, like where you thought that this was going, where it was going to culminate in this big battle in the Danes. Uhtred versus Uhtred, Ragnar. Ragnar. It's gone. It's all gone now. Pivot. It's a big pivot. A professional <laughs> pivot. I uh, I wonder. I wonder if that's what's going to happen. All right. You got anything else? I don't. For... I just laid it all out. This this in, this episode just took me from interesting, bored. Yeah. Okay. What else? <gasps> yeah. Those are my reactions. Because what this does is that it just sets a whole new template for mm-hmm. what is going to happen in this mm-hmm. in this season. Uh, once again, the season defying what you think is going to happen. It, it, the first episode defied what you thought with blood hair and yes. all that other crap. Then it does this with Ragnar. Can't wait to see where it goes from here. Agreed. Uh, this is an expertly written season on a on a on a m- macro level. Agreed. Uh, I got some listener feedback. Oh yeah. Okay, you ready? Uh, oh, hey, Mary and Blake. Okay, good. Yes. Hey, Mary and Blake, I enjoy The Last Kingdom, and I know that Uhtred's emotional tug of war between whether he is a Dane or Anglo-Saxon, that is the central premise of the show around which everything else revolves. But I'm beginning to find this prolonged mental seesawing slightly tedious. By the way, Uhtred should just tell Skade that he's gay and be done with it. She is also becoming tedious. Great podcast as ever. Pete in Tewksbury, ye old England. Oh, hello. Do you find this mental, emotional tug of war, um, Squid Game style, becoming tedious? In what aspect? Uh, the 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 mental tug of war of am I a Dane or am I a Saxon, and what am I doing, and is it becoming tedious for you, Mary? No, I, I, I because I gotta be real with you. Yep. I wouldn't know which side to choose either right now. They both kind of stink. Yeah. Once again, I choose to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yep, I just... Not great, Bob. All these people are dumb and foolish. Go to Hawaii, sell coconuts. That's it, man. This one comes from uh, Mary and Blake Hall of Fame caller, Kathy from Cleveland. Hi, Kathy. Uhtred can't send for his children, Mary. Why? The best he can do for them is to make sure they're being cared for in a safe place with someone he trusts. Yes. It was not at all the norm for a warrior with no life to cart his children around with him at that time. He could have broken the mold. <laughs> As for Ethelfled, she thinks that uh, Uhtred... Uh, he's going to rescue her uh, to not necessarily not join Ragnar's army, which he really didn't want to do. He just doesn't have the resources to take back Bebenberg yet. He's banned from Wessex and barred from seeing his children. As an individual warrior, joining the Danes makes the most sense, but it has too many downsides. He also, though, can't turn them down without having something to turn to, and that is protecting Ethelfled. Okay. So that is a sense of why he has chosen to do what he has chosen gotcha. to do. And I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Mary, how would you pronounce this? E-I-O-N for a first name. Owen. Owen. Owen? That's Owen. Okay, good. Owen Hewson chimes in. Uhtred owes Ethelfled. That's the Irish, like Celtic way of saying Owen. Okay, great. Um, 
Uhtred owes Ethelfled Mary. That's why he went to save her. She gave him the soldiers he needed to capture London, which helped build his reputation. Okay. She, and she made him swear an oath to help if she asked. Though, as it's noted in this episode and the previous one, she has released him of that oath. Good. And he has simply chosen to be there. Natasha chimes in. She says, Ethelfled was around 16 when she married and Elfwin around 18. Okay. Elfwin looked uh, seven to eight in this episode, placing Ethelfled around 25 to 26 years old, practically middle-aged for the time and definitely not so creepy should anything happen with Uhtred. It was different times. And also, by the way, Natasha is a real Dane here. I don't know why they decided to not keep the name Bloodhair in Danish, says Natasha, because she's really Danish and yeah. she speaks Danish. I agree that it sounds out of place when the other names are uh, when other similar names are not translated. Like Heston means the horse, uh, Scorpa roughly translates to crusty, Story roughly means large or big, and Skade means damage, Cannot means not, and so on. So I guess blood hair should be blood hair. Phonetically sounds like bloth blothor. So I'm guessing that would be confusing or strange for the audience when the name sounds like something else whore in this case. Uh Anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, says Natasha. Thank you, Natasha. All right, Danish and proud, Natasha. You and I. All right. You ready for another Destined to be Theory? Do we get any more? No. Well, I do, and let's go. Before we get to it, though, I do want to remind you about the Mary and Blake store. Go there to get all of your Last Kingdom merch, as well as all the other podcasts and shows that we cover. Mary and Blake store with all the various collections. Now is the chance. We have a ton of great deals and, 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 and coupon codes and discount codes for you to take advantage of for your holiday gift giving for Mary and Blake nerds or Last Kingdom nerds or Outlander nerds. Whatever. All you nerds have all the stuff that you love at the MaryandBlakeStore.com. <sighs> Ragnar says um, to Brita, you know, this is the last time, you know, that I'm going to do this. And as soon as he said that, you knew something was up. I know. That is a typical writing tool that many writers use to give that person who's about to die a chance of reconciliation, a chance for a final goodbye to the characters that they love. The most famous example of this is episode two of the Game of Thrones season eight, the final season when they're all in Winterfell and they're all just sitting around a table talking before the big battle of Winterfell. Mm -hmm. That is a reconciliation moment. We have yet another reconciliation moment between Tura and Uhtred. She says to him, you will always be my brother. She has no idea. And here is the... The Larson Garantos. Are you ready? Yeah. She croaks by the end of this season. Okay. And she will not see Uhtred again because she gives him this reconcil- this recon- she reconciles with Uhtred in a way that only she oh, can. Kills me. And like Ragnar, her final words to Uhtred are ones that are of family. His words were, you are no longer part of my family. And he dies. Yet Tura washes that away and says, no matter what, you are my brother. 
That's that. She croaks by the end of the season and Bianca freaks out. I can't. Freaks out. All right. That is that. Are you ready to close out this bad boy? Yes. Let's do it. Thank you so incredibly much for taking the time to listen to this and all of the other podcasts that we have with The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. Your listening just fills our hearts that we get to geek out about things like this with you. Um, if you do enjoy these episodes, please take a moment to head on over to the Apple Podcasts review area. Type in The Last Kingdom. Find our podcast and leave a written review uh, that helps other people who are fans of the television show find our podcast and get to know myself and Blake a little bit more. Thank you ever so much once again for spreading the word. If you have friends who like these shows or any of the others that we cover, word of mouth continues to be the very best way that people learn about podcasts. You know what? Let's read a let's read a review right now that okay. we just recently got. Go for it. This one comes from Renee S. from New York. She says, she, of course, of course, we get five stars. Five stars all the way for us. She says, Mary and Blake are the best. I love their chemistry and the way they lay out their podcast with their good, their bad, and great. Even though I forgot it in the beginning of this episode. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Mary forgot all about the layout. Renee S. S. in New York is pissed right now. I'm going to go change my review. (laughs) Update. One star. (laughs) The music and the sounds they add in here are also perfect. I listened to their Outlander podcast first last year, and I'm so glad they are doing another favorite show of mine, The Last Kingdom. And I feel so privileged to have stumbled upon their podcast. Well, Renee, yes, even though you're pissed at me right now for forgetting our structure, it's okay. We are humbled, and we are also excited that you're a part of our uh, our listening family here at the Nerd Clan. So thank you so much for giving us that great review. And if you give us a review, the listener right now who was listening on Apple Podcasts or in your car doing dishes or making your Thanksgiving dinner because tomorrow is Thanksgiving as we're recording this, please go ahead and uh, give us a review. And you can have your review written uh, read right here on Air With Us. More than likely by Mary, because she's a much better reader than me. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you once again so much. Hey, real quick. Because it, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, I want to do a quick thing. Your number one Thanksgiving food. Like the 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 like the, the number one pot of Thanksgiving in terms of the food that you look forward to. What's your what's your power ranking for number one? I don't know, Blake. I like it all. I hate making choices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say stuffing. Okay, that's not on my list, so you can have it all. What would be on your list? The corn, the gravy, the mashed potatoes, the turkey, the pumpkin pie, and the cranberry sauce. Turkey's low. I thought turkey would be higher for you. Why? I'm just listing them all equally. Oh, oh it wasn't It wasn't a... No. Oh, okay. No. I think turkey's a good one. <laughs> good, Blake. I'm in on turkey. I'm glad you're in on turkey for Thanksgiving, Blake. This is such an engaging conversation. <laughs> Wow. Everybody likes power rankings. Sure. <laughs> All right, let's play. <laughs> Fine, you don't want to engage in my power, my turkey power rankings. I like turkey, Blake. I like turkey on Thanksgiving, You know yes. who likes turkey? Heston. He sure does. <laughs> he likes the And leg. on that note, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. Destiny is all. Go enjoy your turkey legs. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. How's 
Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.